Hey helpers, this is Being the Work, the show where therapist buddies get to relax, hang out, get out of the chair and into our lives, where we can go on a journey into the taboo and absurd and entirely agonizing moments of life as humans and helpers. I'm Blakely. And I'm Ben. And we're getting intentional about remembering our purpose, addressing our pain, expressing our grievances, and doing some self-care together so we can keep helping people. We're really glad you're here. Thank you, Blakely. I'm really glad I'm here. Mm-hmm. And everyone, there's some links. <laughs> there's some links in the show notes for support and ways to get in touch with us if you'd like to hang out sometime. Let's get started. Here we go. I thought we came to the conclusion that I was a four based off of motivations mm. and not behavior because the Stabile book is like the behavior is super, like it is on point for me. But behaviorally uh, with nine, behaviorally, right? yes. Yeah. Yes. But motivation. And she specifically says, that's what confuses me when she even talks. She specifically says the motivation is the key. Yeah. There will be a lot of different ways that that shows up, different ways people behave. Motivation is the key. But then she'll give you a list of traits that are behaviors. Right. Because you were saying even, you were even saying that about. uh, Oh, because I was talking about Aiden Aiden. a little bit too. Mm -hmm. I think you were talking about Aiden and how comfort is like you could see the difference between his motivations for comfort and my motivations for significance and like depth and understanding and yeah and not not like moving away from the really harshness of life yeah um because i sort of romanticize the the wonder and the pain of life the struggle yeah Mm -hmm. and then yeah. I like in this book that I use the S the essential enneagram. Uh-huh. It has at the top of each number the basic proposition, which is this three-piece thing. It's like the fundamental principle I lost sight of uh-huh. early in life and yeah. what I came to believe instead and then the adaptive strategy I developed as a result of this belief. Yeah. So it okay. gives you that like I missed this like core tenet of human existence. Or like I had something happen to me that challenged it. Okay. I came to believe something else and then developed a strategy to get through life based Mm. on that. Mm -hmm. And so the way it breaks that down, I see it resonating a ton with myself in confirming my eightness, especially after going off of last week when I had a really down, like I really kind of paid attention to myself in kind of stress mode. Sure. And the way that that energy flow switches when I'm good and when I'm not good, I feel that because I lean into two when I'm good and I lean into five when I'm not good. And it makes so much sense. Yeah. Because the nurturing two is, well, the five is the, uh, the, that's my avoidant nerd stuff. I am only interested with my own interests. I have a very limited amount of energy. I have, 
Right. It's the It's a closing in. Um I only have this much energy at all, so I'm only using it for specific things. Yes, I'm and carefully. Anything else it out. that encroaches on that is a no. Whereas in a general flow, when I'm doing pretty well or pretty average or whatever, eights tend to have a lot more energy. And mine isn't necessarily physical, but I tend to have a ton of mental energy. Mm-hmm. It can go a lot of different places, it can shift gears quickly, and that I it like last week fucking dissipated. Sure. And all I could do was hide and read. So maybe the <laughs> the the stress and success wings mm-hmm. for the four might actually help me understand further. Yeah, I I find that with myself. So for you that would be insecurity a one, so more of a a um a perfectionist and achiever. Okay. And under stress, a two. So I, when I'm good, I'm a two. When you're not great, you're a two. And that's okay. the giver. Like, people pleasing probably is what yours would more look like. Sure. Yeah. Like codependency. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. That makes sense. That makes sense. Whereas, which I didn't finish. I didn't finish what I was saying about the basic proposition. So for a four, the fundamental principle that you lost sight of early in life was at the core, everyone has a deep and complete, deep and complete connection to all others and all things. And instead, you came to believe that people experience a painful loss of their original connections, leaving them feeling abandoned and feeling that they're missing something important. <laughs> and you developed the adaptive strategy of learning to keep searching for an ideal love or perfect circumstance to make me feel loved whole and complete again. I developed feelings of longing and envy for what was missing. Ugh. Okay. As opposed to a nine. Um, and they're not that, they're not drastically different. Huh. Yeah. They're similar. So nines lost sight of everyone belongs equally in a state of unconditional love and union and instead came to believe that the world makes people unimportant or requires them to blend in, making comfort and belonging a substitute for love and worth. And so the adaptive strategy is through inertia, through inertia toward my own self and priorities, I forgot myself and merged with others. I substituted inessentials and small comforts for my real priorities as a substitute for unconditional love. Sure. Uh, again, I feel like the when we talk about like deeper, more like meaningful, motivational things, um, the four rings a bell deeper in my my stomach and my gut. Like it yeah. it, it it rings more bells. But then, like the description of nines. Like that's it's spot on. Like it's absolutely mm-hmm. describes what I did, but not necessarily not like necessarily how I but... felt or like the the why behind the how. Well, and that's at its face, they're similar experiences. Uh-huh. Losing sight of a sense of equal belonging and unconditional love, as opposed to losing sight of a deep and complete connection to all others and all things. Like those sound really similar to me, mm-hmm. but the subtle difference there is that the replacement belief. Mm-hmm. 
Say those so, replacement beliefs again. So for a four, that painful loss of the original connections, um, Lee, let's see, people experience a painful loss of their original connections, leaving them feeling abandoned and feeling that they're missing something important. Mm. So fours maintain that sense of longing, whereas sure, nines, sure. nines lean into blending in and using comfort and a sense of belonging to substitute the sense of love and worth that's missing. Yeah. 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 I would probably... And it's almost like you did that and still maintain the sense of longing. And yeah, no, I did both. Yeah. I, I think that that's, that's the confusing part, but I do think like if I were to just strip aside all of the things I do and really look at what is inside of me, comfort is not the, the law. Comfort's not the longing. Like that's, mm -hmm. it's not the motivation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not the motivation. Well, because if you were to answer, if you were to finish the sentence, I do everything I can to avoid what? What do you avoid at all costs? What sensations, what experiences, what emotions? Rejection, uh, loneliness, shame. <laughs> That's, that's inappropriate. That's inappropriate laughter. Sorry, I'm just. <laughs> you said the first thing of one of these. Oh, really? Yes. So Rejection? I do everything to I can to avoid. One of them is conflict and confrontation. The other one is being rejected, abandoned, not heard. That's a four, right? That's a four. Yeah, right. right. That was a horrible thing to laugh at. That was a total non sequitur. I don't know that you were laughing. I didn't what take. I, at least I didn't take it as you were laughing at my answer. I think you were <laughs> laughing at how clear it is for being a four. That's what I was laughing and, about. And but I going, was also oh, very so aware ben. of how that sounded. Oh, that's so Ben to to say that answer. And duh, this is a four, right? Yes, that's yeah. what I was laughing at because I was looking at the book. I was just having a moment of being no, very like, aware of the sequence of sounds. No, <laughs> yes. Right. So Ben, that tell is, me what you're most afraid of that you will do anything is, to avoid. That you is say, the mm, rejection. And yes, I crack up. <laughs> that is the low hanging fruit that if someone was wanting to hate you and they loved me, it's like they'd go it <laughs> fuck Blakely. <laughs> but but Listen no. to this. She's terrible. For oh me, gosh. like this is uh, a safe place. I know that I'm a golden retriever that just wants love. And you know that too. <laughs> so yes. Uh, yes. I accept that about myself. Oh and my gosh. So funny. yes, I long for connection and meaning and joy with people I love and I care about. And yeah, uh, feeling ousted or left or rejected is some of the worst, uh, like, um, most lonely experience I can feel. Like, yeah, those are sort of the key. When I look back at like, like key moments in my life, those are it. Like I've got four, three or four just right off the top of my head. Yep. That, yep. Yep. I mean, on the more strengths oriented side of it all, I guess, the, the thing that 
I feel most resonant, like personally, in terms of the either or that you're kind of the or that you have been weighing out with this mm-hmm. is that I also think you have more for energy because you're more future oriented. You okay. and we riff and vibe on the what could happen, what we could do, and that's super for energy. Nines are concerned with staying comfortable. It's a it's a kind of stasis thing. Whereas fours are like grabbing. Yeah, I don't know that I, I mean, something. I think the stasis that I want to keep is like the the comfort of the relationships I have mm-hmm. and I want to deepen those, not necessarily stay just in comfort for myself. Like I've never yeah. done that necessarily. Like every few years I like am looking for big changes. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's Well, sort, and just yeah. the the capacity to daydream and brainstorm. Yeah. I, as someone who does that seemingly all the fucking time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, notice it when I run into someone else who has it. And I think, I think it's a super eight and super four commonality. Whereas where there don't feel like, like the energies are very different, but that orientation yeah. to chase things and to pursue things and to better the future in a sense uh-huh. is a lot of four and eight overlap. And that's where we bonded. Hundred percent. When we weren't wanting to do uh, the tasks we were supposed to be doing, which you would think is super nine energy, right? Exactly. <laughs> we were looking to be comfortable together, and that was never actually. The but thing. I was also, I think, also when I took the not when I took the enneagram, but yeah, I guess I did take an assessment to tell me what I was. I didn't understand, you know, I thought it was the same as like MBTI and, and mm-hmm. strengths finder and that stuff. But I did, I didn't think I, I didn't question the nine result because of like how, okay. So like the I mean, strengths, took- the strengths finder really, I mean, it gave me my top five and I did this idea. Like I, I sat down and it was like empathy and context and Oh, just all these, all these strategic thinking, like empathy was number one. And then there's like four strategic thinking. And well, and you had learner. Yes. Which is different than mine because it's learning for learning's sake and intellection, which is thinking about thinking. Yes. Right. Right. I took a lot of pride in this. Like I am empathetic because I was I, like, I had real lived life experience of that. Right. But it, it wasn't it, anyways. So all of that didn't, it made me not question the nine result well because you took a a surface level quiz exactly at a surface level result and took it at surface level right as you're getting through some of this are you examining your empathy more as sensitivity or are those one and the same or i am what is because i am because my empathy my empathy is filtered through my lived experience of the person in the moment and my ability to think about it. Because, like, I mean, we've talked about this before. Like, you are more cognitively empathetic, and mm-hmm. I'm more effectively or emotionally empathetic, where I, I feel what the other person is feeling, and I, get, I sense the vibe more than I put the puzzle pieces together of cognition, if that makes any sense. Yeah, like mine I can feels read... like a very imagination land place, and yours is described so real that it, I, I, 
I don't know. I don't. I can sense body language a lot better than I can put people's stories together, if that makes sense. Well, and I don't think I'm not like intuitive or perceptive. I feel like I have that, but it is related more to this mm -hmm. constant watcher thing that I've always had than it is actual absorption of vibes, I think. And I don't but know I how think, to I think discern that's the difference. The, I think that's the difference is... is uh, I think the difference where, at least the way I'm, I'm understanding it right now, is that your energy is push forward and get to solutions and understand what's happening and um, put the puzzle do, pieces together. And do what like, works. A lot of do what works. Right. Yes. And effective <laughs> yes. quickly. Like, let's just keep snap, 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 move, move, move kind of energy oh, yeah. and that's so not... like effective as opposed to affective right exactly that right. is a, yes. an interesting way mine, to discern this difference mine is more if i'm speaking dbt language it's emotion mind driven and reason mind informed if that makes sense so like okay. i the main mm -hmm. engine of my understanding is closeness and body language and affect oriented things where yours is more reason mind oriented things using some affect to inform, not mm. necessarily the other way around. So mine is immediacy, like the actual clinical interventions I'm using is a lot of body oriented things, immediacy oriented body language things to help me gain context to what's going on. And then I look, think about their story after I know how it feels in that moment, and then I bring mm. reflections of meaning and content together. So, anyways, all and I, God, and I it's I'm so funny I'm making how it, it can sound be the like I've thing. done this strategically, but I I haven't actually thought about it all like this. I haven't. No, and I think that's lived important experience. to know. It's my lived experience with you know after learning all the book stuff and then going through the internship stuff and then the thousands of hours of, of therapy I've mm -hmm. facilitated. This is now my description of my life or my lived experience with it. And so, no, I think, mm. I, I think that the four, and I like this because I've been doing a lot of the self-compassion work and stripping away some of the concepts and facades that I've, I've, built up over the years and just being able to settle in and say, no, it's not that you're just super empathetic and you've got this skill that's amazing. It's you're actually the antenna for sensitivity is everywhere in your life. Mm -hmm. And this is the way that you've you've decided to employ it uh, for this bigger purpose, which sounds as I'm saying, it sounds very much like a four. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. like yeah. Yeah. I am so so sensitive to everything in my life. I just want to make a difference, oh and my gosh. Um, of course, yeah. Mm. So, I think we've settled on it. I'm a four. Okay, I'm a four. We'll go with You're it until eight. we find something different. I'm such a fucking eight. So, damn it. What what recommendations did you say? You said you're prepared to talk about recommendations. Like, yeah. What? So I've I don't know. I've had at the back of my mind, 
the last conversation we had and sort of meandering through the sense of what your energy is and where it goes and what your blind spots tend to be and these different pieces that I know kind of make you up and the things that I know motivate you. And it's just fun to get out of my own head. And I think we have this kind of like opposite sides of the magnet thing. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I just want to tell you to do a bunch of shit you don't want to do and <laughs> make you do it. Cause it'll make you better. Isn't that what I signed up to do with my entire profession? Now I just get to do it to you. Right. Right. Yeah. And automatically I'm going, I can't wait to fucking give it back to you. Oh, I know. And I have to run uh, it through that filter too of like, I can't, oof. I can't push harder than I'm willing to be pushed, but I feel like we're ready. We're good. And yeah. I decided that sure. I was going to kind of level it. So okay. I had a great AP English teacher in high school. And one of our big projects was memorizing a Shakespearean monologue. But okay, ahead of time, I'm not making you memorize the monologue. Just Stay I with me. Say, I don't know that that's going to happen. <laughs> Stay with me. But what he did was we choose the level. If you want a C, you can choose one of these shorter huh. monologues. Sure. If you want a B, uh-huh. lengthens, right? right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm an A bitch. I did a long ass monologue. Yeah, you for I did sure. some Lady Macbeth shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not the point. Point is, you can have some levels. Yeah, you're I know you won't like. Choice. You don't need a grade, but yeah, you're gonna give me some choice. Yeah, you know, some some how how well do you want to be, Ben? Some things that I feel could be beneficial or motivating, mm-hmm. but that you avoid or don't seem to lean into. Because mm-hmm. I was thinking about mindfulness. To me, relates to self care and the how and what of mindfulness. That's why I was trying to remember those. Uh huh. Sort of, kind of what I was angling these around. So observe, describe, participate. Mm hmm non-judgmentally one mindfully and effectively yep and i feel like you observe constantly and naturally so that's not the piece of self-care i'm pushing for i feel like describe (laughs) is just you know a daily of what we do anyway and ben is a four with nine behaviors (laughs) he feels very deeply and does not like to leave his comfort zone And I just feel like effectively, non-judgmentally, and one mindfully diving into participating in something Mm. would be great. And you know that thing where I said, why the fuck do I always watch either intense survival shows or intense drama shows? And Ben only watches funny stuff. Yeah. And I don't know if Ben knows where I'm going with this, but if you want to get an A, I have your homework. Okay. I want you to sign up for and participate in an improv class. Oh, 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 oh God. Okay. <laughs> this is the pinnacle okay. of my Ben must do it. Okay. Dreams. Improv. Okay. Improv. Improv. For C, class. you can just like go to an improv show. Okay, go to a show. I know a a woman who's on an improv troupe. I believe in you. Okay. Honestly, the organizing all of the schedule to figure that out is the the at least the initial discomfort. But I also Well, think... for the record, I don't necessarily maybe I'm getting ahead of myself because I don't consider this this exercise to be the one and done end all be all no. you do the thing I tell you to do and then that's it. You don't even necessarily have to do what I'm suggesting. 
I am saying that that's the one thing that came to my mind no, when yeah, I'm considering I totally these different the, pieces of you. Totally get the rationale around it. And so logistics wise, I'm here for it. Yeah. 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 But when I describe uh -huh. this as my recommendation, mm -hmm. okay, how does that go for you? I panic a little bit. <laughs> and then as I think about it, I think, no, that probably is right. If I think about it objectively as if I'm not here cringing in my skin, I think, yeah, that's a good idea for that person. And I realize I'm intellectualizing to save off my discomfort about it all. <laughs> because we, we are, we're putting should on a shelf. So whatever I'm saying you could do isn't uh -huh. even a should. It's an example of the energy yes. I would love to see you embrace, which is humor and getting uncomfy for the sake of being silly. I think yeah, would be sure. great for you. Oh, yeah. Uh, which I feel like I have, I definitely feel like I have access to and I yes. have done before, particularly when I was, when I You're was- You're gonna go to stuff I thought about. A pediatric clinician. Ding, ding, ding. I was next door. I heard all of the whimsy. Yeah. <laughs> you had a blast. A lot. I did have a blast a it lot. It was a very fucking yes. hard job. But you had fun. I heard it. Yes. Regularly. I don't know that I had as much fun. <laughs> you didn't. No, you didn't. You didn't. I, I, was sad. I was next to you as well as you were next to me. As annoyed with you. Or sorry, as annoyed as you were with me, I felt sad for you at the uh -huh. same level because- you were just sitting there, and while I was doing, the most laughing. noise you got from me was probably someone, I someone specific. I recall yelling about their mom a lot, probably. Yes, and the there was someone on PCP as well. Oh yeah, yeah, that wasn't a regular thing. No, 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 that was just one incident. Oh, this is why they shouldn't put pediatric next door to the walk-in clinic. <laughs> walk-in crisis. Yes, it was uh, sometimes. So that's why we express some concern about it. I'm just because I think maybe my clients traumatized your clients a little extra. Anyway, that that is something that I was thinking about. Is what could I put together in my mind, at least in my imagination, without asking you directly? Mm -hmm. What's missing? And it just right. seems like silliness. Life has gotten really serious. It has it, it so much. So and much. the little moments, like you're not seeing kids now, are you? Not little, not younger ones that way. No. Not ones that I would do that type of stuff with. Like, yeah. you know, we did folding paper airplanes and uh, laughing yoga and come up with plays or little skits. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, for sure. I, I'm i not opposed to it. I'm not opposed to it. I do think I need some of your your social work help to get some resources together for that. So if if you are willing to help me, then sure, I'll, I'll definitely look into it. And then I will also need your help to actually follow through with it. Okay. But right now, no, I'm not. I'm not totally opposed to that. I okay. kind of, I, I am kind of excited, as, as well as scared with it. That's that's the goal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. So. Is there anything else? Does you have anything else? I considered something that would be way easier that I think we should do anyway. Okay. Which was less whimsy, but still the like get uncomfortable and participate. Uh huh. Because we've talked a little bit about a couple of organizations near us that have the actual meditation classes or like drop ins that you go and meditate in a group. Mm hmm. 
And I, I would like for us to just do that anyway, probably together. I would, uh, yeah. I mean, so I went with something a little bit more silly and fun, but I think that's an important one anyway. And it's one I want to do anyway. Um, so that's just kind of an aside that was going to be your B grade option, but I just Uh, think that, I think I would already like to do that for a B grade. Right. Yeah. I changed my mind. It's a D. Oh, D. Sure. That's fine. (laughs) D is on the way to an A, which is how I've operated my life. You know, after realizing I have ADHD, inattentive to be specific, I realized that throughout all of my schooling, I sat next to either two people. The smart kids that helped me actually achieve a good grade or the silly kids that I had a lot of fun with. Mm -hmm. In my master's degree, funnily enough, I had both. (laughs) I had a fellow ADHD doer that we had the passion and the drive and the enthusiasm. But then we we both, one of our friends was also more neurotypical, you know. Yeah. But anyways, uh, where was I going with that? Um, Realize we were talking about grades, maybe? Grades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So the, the perfectionism came strategic for me to get good grades. But once once it got into just things I was really interested in, I was able to mm-hmm. be a better achiever. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so this sort of ties in. I'm going to do sort of like a, a, a mangled segue into what I'm, what I was thinking about for you. Okay. If uh, uh, you're ready. I'm not. So as I have, over the last few years, as I have sort of deconstructed my achiever perfectionism and have been more gentle and compassionate with myself it's definitely a practice it's not a it's not something that i get perfectly but it's definitely when i'm able to get there i remember what progress i've had so can you help me remember some of the eight stuff i can't remember sure thing i think the virgo was the energy that i felt from what our last conversation is a Me? very much a, a no what are you no. capricorn sagittarius and sagittarius and capricorn okay well so that's not a great start because to remember exactly what you're fine, <laughs> you're fine. just no virgos here thank you <laughs> no shade i don't September's. know what that i don't know what that means but uh i'll um, i have a feeling i'll learn I don't have any close to me. It's just all that I am aware of. Okay. So let's see. Mm-hmm. Okay. So eights, they're intense. They drive forward. They're about effectiveness. Get shit done. They don't mind fighting fights, advocating for things that need to be accomplished. They are really avoidant with vulnerability and mm-hmm. use anger like they filter their vulnerabilities into anger to push forward and to make progress and whatever moon sign or sun sign or whatever we want to call it it was very much around that you said Sagittarius and Capricorn is that right Mm -hmm. yeah so you're like a cusper I I guess is what I think you said yeah it's weird because I'm December 21st and most things will say Sagittarius every Mm -hmm. once in a while something will start on December something will say that Capricorn starts on December 21st yeah so okay okay so allegedly both anywho eights are also very uh loyal but distrusting and sort of rigid with that very protective of themselves and the people they love 
Do you want um, that basic proposition thing for the A? Yeah, that'd be good. The fundamental principle I lost sight of is everyone begins in innocence, coming freshly to each moment, and everyone consents truth. <laughs> Which I will just say, <laughs> everyone consents truth. I already want to go, no, they can't. Right, I'm smarter than I'm everybody. Trying to just read, I'm trying to just right. read this. Not even that I'm smarter than everybody. I don't even know if I can sense truth, but I don't feel like everyone can. No, you can trust and, your own uh, insight and intellect more than you can trust anyone else's. Oh, 100%. I'm trying to just <laughs> read without falling into it. Okay, all right. But also, <laughs> also like, I feel like that was the ast astrology sign too. Mm. I am seeking truth, and when I find it, I hold strong to it. So- yes. You lost sight that everyone begins in innocence and can sense truth. Yes. What I came to believe instead is it is a hard and unjust world in which the powerful take advantage of others, which must be resisted. But doesn't everyone know that? <laughs> no. Oh, God. no. Are you looking around? Because it's everywhere. <laughs> it's... I can't I stop. Think, I think that this is part of it is like you... When people don't see it your way, you are just disoriented. <laughs> because you're fucking blind. Right, exactly. It's so glaringly obvious exactly, to me. Exactly, exactly. Oh, my so, gosh. <laughs> Do you want my adaptive strategy? Oh, quick? sure. Yeah, let's, other let's go with that. I learned to become strong and powerful by imposing my own truth and by hiding my vulnerability in order to protect myself and others and to gain respect and a sense of worth. I developed a forceful, big, lustful energy and came to rely on my own instincts. That just sounds I just, lonely. I just don't think that's a bad thing. You've developed your own strength and power to impose your truth, to protect your vulnerability, to protect other people, to gain respect and worth, and you've learned to rely on your own sense of an intellect. If I stay in the same sort of advice structure over the mindfulness skills from DBT. That's the, just my, I mean, that's just my method. I like it. You either sit still and observe, you get active and describe, or you get more active and you participate. All the what skills. So non-judgment is a skill that you struggle with. To take that further into acceptance is even harder particularly when it's when it's like when you aren't in uh, an influential role yeah right so like if when yeah. you're when you are your social work self and you are helping someone else you are in the influence and so and so i don't find those incredibly challenging it's it's very easy for you to accept and not judge people who are either in their weakness or in their innocence. Mm -hmm. True. You are willing to be strong with them, for them, lend them some of your strength to help them. Mm -hmm. But when it's just you and your worldview up against the world... <laughs> but, but... So I, I think where I'm going with this is, um, let's see. Things. Hmm. So one <laughs> is, I don't know how to say this, so I'm just going to say it. Mm -hmm. To non-judgmentally mm -hmm. observe your vulnerability. Okay. <laughs> sure. Sounds like a thing that is would be done. W what do you, what, what? It sounds like a like a a thing that would be done, but 
a thing that would be done. You're Which asking how then? Inaccessible. Inaccessible. Seemingly. Yes, seemingly inaccessible. Yes, the the idea here is uh, inaccessible. It's like, what the fuck do you mean? And this is, oh my God. Oh, this is why this is so hard. Because you're telling me like not to do a thing. It's the not doing that I'm supposed to be doing. Well, I think the, the I mean, if Which I is put such, it into active, uh, if I put it into active. Then you're feeding eight. I want you to accept your vulnerability mm -hmm rather than just protect your right. vulnerability. And so something that you're scared of is something that needs to be experienced and challenge like the judgment of such needs to be challenged and embraced. The the essence of this suggestion is you don't have to fight yourself and your own fear and vulnerability. There's so much out there already. Like, okay, so if I take this backwards, mm -hmm. everyone begins in innocence and can, can sense truth. There was at some point that that was easy truth for you as a little baby, I would imagine. Then you realize that the powerful take advantage of the weak. And so yes. you had to build your own power. But the message learned was, I have to extinguish vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I'm calling bullshit on that. Sure. I think you, this is something that you already know how to do because I've seen it in you, particularly when you are the one in the power or the influence when giving it to others. Like mm -hmm. you are helping others. You're lending them your power and your influence and your, your strength and your character to help them out of their weakness and out of their vulnerability. Mm -hmm. You are able to be there in loving presence with them. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm wanting for you. Sure. It can heal some of those wounds of you abandoning yourself as a little baby. When you were saying, I had to find my own strength to control my own vulnerability to oppose the powerful in this world so that I can protect myself and protect the ones I love. Mm -hmm. It feels like a split, right? Mm -hmm. So to me, it's like the stitching together of, of you having self-compassion. Mm -hmm. that's sort of the mm -hmm. essence of what I'm suggesting. What are your initial reactions beside, uh, okay, that's a thing that can be done? Well, it's just, yeah, sure, of course, that makes sense, but I'm not going to, and I don't know how, and it's too hard to just say, like, yep. I mean, it's easy. It's actually easy to say, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do that. And then, okay. No, it's it's definitely... That's what, and that's, that's just my authentic, like... Yes. Sounds like an easy thing to say you're going to do because right. it's just a, like a, the spirit of it all. Right. And sure, I love my vulnerability, but no, I don't. And right. so right. it's a bridge I don't, I'm not seeing over the canyon. Like, yeah, I see it. I see it over there. Hello. <laughs> the shoreline. Yeah. Yeah. Look, look at all that vulnerability okay. and, and so, self-acceptance over there. Yes. I, okay. Shit. So I presented you, I presented you the problem, the purpose and the idea of a solution but not necessarily how to get there where was the idea of a solution like, i know and i know Self -compassion, that i'm being a acceptance. Like, yeah 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 you're kind of being an asshole like you're <laughs> i mean you which are is, not which I, i'm not I, I I'm, I'm trying not to be because i know that like mockery is <laughs> my mechanism and i'm not i'm just 
I'm the vulnerable authentic thing is like, I have no fucking clue what you're talking about. I get it where it's like, I'm asking you to do something that you don't necessarily know how to do or are no. comfortable doing. And no. so because I did me... you the favor of saying, like, you just sign up and pay thirty dollars <laughs> and you go on the day. That's what I'm asking for. No, you went into the the spirit of it. I did. Right. right. You, yes. To embrace more whimsy. Embrace I at least gave fun. you an example of a like. Yeah, so you can have it in your hand today. So how no, can look, I have this in my hand today? Look, I'm I'm learning how to do this, just like you're you're pushing back on me learning how to I do am. this. I am. I know. Yeah, you're like, no, don't explore this right now, Ben, because if you don't explore it, I don't have yeah. to do anything. It's not. I'm yeah. here for it, and <laughs> I don't know how to get there. And yeah. I'm gonna need a, a yeah. I need a map because I feel like I definitely feel the shoulds of I should know how to just do that because of who i am and what i do yes but the who i am part has been mm, covering that little hole and yeah. masking it always with other stuff uh -huh. Uh -huh. and it's a, it's authentically it's a lot of what i'm talking about right now i find myself in a space in life roles that aren't automatically suited to everything i have oh. manufactured here okay <laughs> right Okay, so mm -hmm. Pima Children has this book. It's called The Places That Scare You. <laughs> That's like the only one I don't have. Oh, I <laughs> guess you're going to have to buy the book. It's like the only one I don't have. Yeah. That doesn't say you're a gonna... whole lot about how much that's probably the one I need. Because right. I'm looking over here. At... <laughs> so, yes, Pima Children has a book. It's called The Places That Scare You. There is uh, in the seventh chapter is called loving kindness. Oh yeah, my tree. Um, yes, my tree. Oh, I used to do my tree practice when I felt like I had like a raging nemesis out there in the world. So it says we train in seeing that others are not so different from ourselves. Feels like the original mm. everyone begins in innocence. Oh no, you're right. We train in opening our hearts and minds in increasingly difficult situations. For aspiring uh, bodhisattvas, for the aspiring loving kindness warrior, I think is what this is referring to. The essential practice to cultivate loving kindness, open heartedness, open mindedness a.k.a. Maitri, in the Shambhala tree teachings is called placing our fearful mind in the cradle of loving kindness. Another image for Maitri or loving kindness is that of a mother bird who protects and cares for her young until they are strong enough to fly away. People sometimes ask, who am I in this image, the mother or the chicks? The answer is that we are both. And this is what I mean from the Enneagram idea there that you were split from this idea that everyone was born into innocence and has the ability to see truth. And I think that in that process, you've also lost the ability to see that your own vulnerability is not weakness, that your own vulnerability makes you human and is a strength and is something that can be loved on like a baby chick, that you don't always have to be the mom who is always protecting and and caring for. And I feel like this is very much like your day-to-day -day life. 
Yeah. <laughs> Which is no, because it's on it's on always the responsibility things. on you, and you have to yeah. do more shit. Where I think I I just want you to experience loving kindness for yourself. So anyway, yeah. she in this in this chapter she goes on to talk about actual practices to cultivate loving kindness. That's what that's my suggestion. And since you've already done it, just like your suggestion was a for me a thing that I'd already done. I think it's uh, wonderful and appropriate. <laughs> oh my gosh. There are a couple of things that it makes me think about. One being, yes, this is much easier to swallow than a concept. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry for being a dick. No, actually. sorry for actually, being unclear. No, actually. I, no, and that's no, fine. I appreciate it. it. I appreciate it. Wasn't it. Even, it wasn't even that it was unclear. It was just, I'll stick to that inaccessible word. Yeah. Like it just felt, it's yes, a yeah. thing that's hovering near me that I'm aware right. of, but it's a haunting. <laughs> right. And you've made it corporeal. So, thank hey, you. Hey, it's real. I put skin and bones on it. It speaks a lot to what I was talking about last time. I think you really heard me when I was saying that I untethered myself from all of these like rules and restrictions and like urgency and the intensity of of community mental health when I quit. Sure. And then I've been like I let all those leashes go and I've kind of cut myself loose on being kind of kind of impulsive and compulsive in my personality or impulsive in my personality. I don't know how to describe this. It's just uncensored a lot. And I think it has a lot less let me structured, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. But also also uncensored. Like I've let my thought habits get out of control. Sure. Yeah. And and just kind of I get angry if I don't and not in an effective or helpful <laughs> way if I'm not attending to it. Sure. I have to regulate it and like mm -hmm. actually care for myself in ways that don't make me feel so pissed all the time. Right. And those are things that I haven't been doing because I have been going with a lot of, uh, I was a hedonist for about a year and a half after that. And then I kind of started trying to get it together. And now I feel like I actually mean it <laughs> that I, that I want this. I want a spirit that I don't have right now. And I want it back Yeah. for yeah. me, not for other people. And yeah. getting something for me is a lot harder to be motivated behind than to get something that other people need me for. Right. And that's always a trap that I fall down. It's a trap that I fall down at work. Like other people need me to do this. That's automatically motivation. Right. I can get out from under my cloud of shit and just do it. But when it's something that I need to do for me, something that I even want to do for me. Eh, getting motivated eh. to do it is hard. And knowing just what to do. Like I can't give myself homework the same way that someone else can from an objective, more objective place. And I respect and appreciate and trust your perspective anyway. So <laughs> even that initial, even that initial reaction isn't, it, it's not about you. It's about me. No. Yeah. No, I, I totally get it. We, we both expected this, right? Like the pushback, the discomfort, 100%. the fuck yous because it is about this is what self-care is hard mm -hmm. for. We need each other for feedback and we need each other to point out the things that we need to be called out on our own bullshit in a way that is loving and accepting and yes. also challenging. And self-care has been reduced down to coping skills and coping mm -hmm. skills help us maintain the system help us maintain the processes that are already there. Everything else wants us to be able to continue functioning the way that we should rather than actually achieve any wellness. Mm -hmm. And that's 
that's what we're calling bullshit on. Absolutely. And so we call bullshit on each other to support each other. So no, well, I and think I that... need, I need the the direction of, because I, I've been grasping at the essence of what you're saying without, with, it's almost like I'm aware that I'm blind to it, right? Sure. Like I can't quite get at what I need to, what bridge I need to cross to get right. where I know I have been and want to be. Right. And, and I'm really, I was thinking about what you told me last time about just like, not shoulds. Mm. not shoulds right right actually being effective being honest with myself right. being where i'm at acknowledging that i may can i may still pursue therapy i don't think i'll pursue the relationship that i would actually idealize if only because it's a path that's going to take energy that i don't want to expend honestly and i don't believe that it's available readily and i'm on a track that feels good and i i'm cheating but not in getting direction and feedback from you because you see me in the way that I believe I can trust. Well, I even think the word cheating, I, I just push back on it like That's in, fair. in my gut because it feels like it's upholding some sort of arbitrary bullshit standard. This yeah. is about wellness and this is about caring for ourselves. And I'm mostly saying that to say how I feel, not even that I No, I don't think you that. actually believe it, but I do just want to to me, it feels like a cultural thing that's seeped into mm -hmm. language rather than an actual sentiment that you believe. Like, yeah. and that's where I'm pushing back on it. Like, the idea that therapy is a should for us when we have problems in our life is a part of the, I think, the mental health stigma within the professional helpers in our business. And it becomes this like, low-hanging fruit that we can bop each other on the head with mm -hmm. and go oh, you're not you're not doing what you should do bop right mm -hmm. and it and it, it so anyways now i think that this what you were saying earlier is like you you couldn't see the bridge over the gorge or i don't know something something to that effect but like you know what's what you need to get to but how to get there is hard Mm -hmm. And I think that venturing through those things together, particularly between the two of us throughout the pandemic, mm -hmm. really helped. It cleared up the fog mm -hmm. so that the more bridges I crossed over the big, scary canyons, I was able to see more that, oh, this is this, the same similar one I can go do. And so even in the future, like even putting therapy off into the future for things that are deeper and and harder to conceptualize right now mm -hmm. i think that you going into the potential future of therapy without gaslighting yourself or seeing that your vulnerability that. Is, is at absolute threat that that yes. would probably be a lot better so i am not in a place to build a new trusting relationship yeah that i i think that's weirdly a succinct way to put down what I'm kind of feeling I am not in a place to trust anyone, not anyone new. I, I have a hard bubble and I would like to get there. Mm -hmm. And I think you're talking about a path and process that can help that. Yeah. Cause holy shit. I don't trust anybody. Cause I think what I see, and I don't know if you see this or if it's really even helpful for me to keep droning on about this, but no, go for it. what I see, what I've seen for you in the last few years 
has been, yeah, you've, you the structure of the mental health center was let go. And, you know, the permissions you gave yourself were maybe a little more impulsive. And I think you call them hedonistic. But to mm -hmm. me, it was also an exploration of just permission to explore and to learn. Well, and I've, I've learned a lot and I found a lot of, of me that was. Yeah. And I've, I've been, out. I've been talking with you the whole time and never once have I gone, yo, you're fucking lost. I've never <laughs> thought that. I have never thought that. <laughs> Thanks. And so <laughs> your, your passion, your compassion, your love, I've never seen that dip. Um, I've seen your mood <laughs> go up and down. I've that seen your fair. motivation go up and down. I've seen your eyes go, you know, maybe like red to white here and there. But I've never gone, oh shit, I think I'm losing my friend. So I think I just want to maybe offer you a little grace and a little space to just be. And Thanks. hopefully with this, you can offer that to yourself as well. Because I, 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 I don't know. Yeah, I trust your North Star, sort of. Yeah. So. Go toward what's warm. So we need to, you need to buy this book. You need to write down where improv shows are because I want to go to one and I'll invite you to come with me if you'd like. I think, yeah, we should go. I should see one. And also we need to pick a place to go meditate together because that would be a lot of fun. I am down for all of that. Okay. Which funnily enough, it seems like going to an actual like meditative space. Yeah. Communally is the i'm deciding i'm, is... I'm gonna i'm gonna make an executive decision that that is our mutual homework oh, it's yeah. the overlap well, in our venn yeah. diagram of homework i like it i like it but i'm i mean i love comedy and improv so i'm down uh, for that too we see live comedy pretty regularly really yeah damn how did i not know that i don't know i mean it, it ebbs and flows it depends on who's coming to town I mean, like even just Saturday, I don't know that our I, kids, we watch a lot of stand up when our kids are gone, like a lot of it. Well, OK, so next time we will either talk about our plans or have talk about having gone to meditate and or an improv show. Done. OK, cool. Oh, I just remembered that you have. I have to go to an improv class. I'm looking oh, it up right now. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. No, that makes me really uncomfortable. It's okay. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll get it. We'll get it. Okay. We'll go there. All right. Well, everyone, thanks for joining us. We we love that you are voyeurs. Can you be a voyeur if you're just listening? I don't know what an audio voyeur is. An auditorial oh. voyeur. Oh, it would be like an eavesdropper. <laughs> uh, we love that you are eavesdropping on our self-care and our friendship. And hopefully you're learning something. Hopefully uh, you're enjoying yourself. And if you dare to challenge yourself to some uncomfy self-care homework, we really want to know what your current yes. self-care challenge is. And yes. you can find us on Instagram at being the work. Or being the work at gmail.com if you want to give us a nice long email. We're we also on LinkedIn now at being the work if hey. you're on the link LinkedIn folks. Oh, that's very profesh. Yeah, yeah. But connect with us. Tell us how how you're boosting your self-care and being, I don't know, some kind of better version of you. 
Yeah, we really would love to hear your stories. We would love to get to know you as you are getting to know us. 